Hey, my name's Katie Godfrey and I am the owner and founder of KG Salon and KG Professional based in the United Kingdom. I am today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at KG Salon or KG Professional. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, this podcast was created so you can learn, be encouraged and find a connection with other Lash and Beauty professionals. This is the Lash Cast podcast and here is your host, Paul Ubers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. First, I want to give a big shout out to Katie from Life of KG Podcast for being our guest announcer today. You can look up her Instagram handle in our show notes and give her a follow and check out her podcast too. She's a fellow lash artist and a salon owner, so there's a lot to learn from her. I'm sure you'll appreciate her. She's actually across the pond over in England, so definitely someone worth following. Now, today we're releasing another oldie but goodie, something that we recorded back in October of 2019 just prior to LashCon. So you'll hear some references to that. Don't worry, we, we're not doing LashCon in two weeks from now, guys. So don't don't go, oh my gosh, it's now happening in July or August? No, no, no. That all said, this is a really great episode because we are going to talk about anxiety in the lash room and how you can better deal with it. One of the things that we did see a lot in our salon and talking to people, other people too, other lash artists, is that there's a lot of stress in that room because we want to make our clients happy. And there's a lot of sometimes uncertainty about our skill level and where we're at and are we good enough and what are we going to do if a client's upset or what if someone comes with lashes that we've never seen before. And there's just all these things that we stressed about. And we talk about how to deal with all that. So I, I think you guys will really appreciate this episode. Two quick announcements. We are giving away still $200. I don't know if it's $200. It might be $180 to $220. I haven't exactly added up the amount. It's a lot. And they're swag bag. We're giving away more swag bags from all our sponsors, from LashCon and Lash Cruise. So if you give us a review, just go to iTunes Write that review, screenshot, and send it to Paul at lashcastpodcast.com. Our next, basically, drawing is going to be on July 16th. We also have two classes coming up, one on July 27th and one on August 24th. One to 27th is just a couple weeks away. Overcoming a lash allergy and how to partner with a doctor. You've heard about how from us in the past. We've talked about how to deal with the glue issues where people you know, are allergic and all that. But we're going to give you a lot more details now. We're going to give you scripts and actually what you can say and how you can train your staff or just train yourself on how to handle and how to work with a doctor because we really think more lash styles should be partnering with doctors. We're going to give you a lot of great information. Definitely worth it. Go to our Instagram page. There's a link in the bio there. Just go sign up today. You have two weeks left. And then we also, in August, have our next class, How to Get More Clients Than Ever Into the Door. It's going to be an amazing class where we share with you our secrets, how we built our seven-digit salon, how we also built our salon in the Great Recession. And we're about to enter into another recession. So you're going to need every trick that you can get to get people in. And we're going to teach you everything we did. There's many things, everything from digital things to just old-school tactics. This stuff that we're going to give you is going to help you grow your business. So that's all the announcements I have for you today. Otherwise, I hope you find this this episode helpful with reducing your stress. That's one of the reasons why we felt like even though we've been going through other stresses right now with all the crazy COVID and all that, but we also know there's still stress that each of you have to deal with in the room. This episode's really focusing on that kind of anxiety and helping to bring you hopefully a little bit more peace and a little more confidence when you take care of your clients. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> hey, guys. We're here in the Last Guest Studios with Erica and Tessany. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi. What's, hey. Up? What's, up? What's up? We just recorded an episode. And we're in and number- now recording another episode. And then we have more stuff to record <laughs> after that. So we're uh, right in the thick of it and a yes. l- maybe a little like loopy. Yeah. <laughs> we need to go get a drink, I think, after this. Oh, uh, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, okay. Oh, never that's mind. Where we are. <laughs> we're going to be working on LashCon. This will probably come out after LashCon, but uh, yeah. oh, who cares? <laughs> All right, guys. We today have to, we're going to talk about anxiety because there was one thing that came out that was very clear that was universal almost with every post. When we back in April, 
did our Elevate class and with Sheikson City. Shout out to Jasmine and her team out there. Hey, hey, girl. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting, we asked people, what was their pain point? Like, what was something that they struggled with? And I thought we were going to get, oh, you know, my speed or, oh, I don't know about this business stuff or I just don't know how to do my taxes or what should I charge my pricing? Almost everyone said anxiety. Yeah. It was like, oh, I, I just deal with a lot of anxiety. Like, Really? But then I started thinking about our team. And I remember, oh yeah, all the time. Everyone's always anxious, always stressed out. Well, is my, does my client like my work? Are they going to come back? Are they okay with what I did? I tried something new today. I did this or that. And so people are always anxious and stressed out. Or time, like, oh, I just wish. I mean, we had two-hour appointments and people still wish they had more time. They were just anxious about the time length. They just thought, oh, I just didn't, or I spent only, I spent an hour and a half on one eye and only 30 minutes on the other, you know? We've all been there. Yeah, or the person came in 15 minutes late. And so, oh my gosh, I was so stressed. I was so anxious. So anxiety, anxiety, anxiety is definitely a joy killer in our industry. Everyone, I think, really deals with this. And I don't know if there's a magic bullet that takes away anxiety away. We're not going to sit here and say we own this topic. And you follow these three things, you'll never be anxious again. I think anxiety is something that we just all struggle with. What are some of the things, maybe we'll start with some confessions here that you guys deal with that you get anxious about, or maybe you look back and remember when you were younger lifestyle, some of the things that you were anxious about? Well, I'll just say, and I know so many of you relate to this, I actually have anxiety that I take medication for. Ah. So there, I do think that everybody deals with a level of anxiety. Yeah. I had no idea that I needed any medication for my anxiety because I felt like it was really mild. But then I talked to my doctor and they're like, um, no, you could definitely benefit from some, mm. from like some medication. So there is no magic pill for it. But there are special little pills for it <laughs> that do help. But, legal um, pills, by the way. We're legal, not saying, yeah. You know, <laughs> legal. Crack really helps you with your anxiety, I hear. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't think so, actually. <laughs> no, I wouldn't know. Pot. But, there you go. Pot. No, yeah, CBD. No, no, yeah. <laughs> In California. I mean, hey. Yeah, In California, yeah. Colorado, wherever else. But since I've been off on my own, spreading my own wings, building a ship at sea with my business, there's definitely heightened moments for mm-hmm. me of feeling anxious. And it's like two-sided. The first one is feeling like I need to have my brand Mm. like already out there and already figured out and all of my colors and logo and everything really branded. And the more you get to know me, you'll know that I'm a perfectionist. So like letting go of that perfectionism because it immobilizes me sometimes. It's totally disabling. Well, it is disabling. And Paul and Tess, when they say, shoot, ready, aim, I'm like, no, that gives me anxiety. (laughs) Because it does. Because I don't want to put something out there that isn't perfect. And what I mean by that is that isn't excellent. Mm -hmm. And so... I think that it's okay to want things to be excellent, but where I, what the thing is that I have to get over is that you can be excellent and it doesn't have to be perfect. So it's okay that I want things to be excellent, but I can release the anxiety around the perfectionism side of it. So that's like for me, the, one of the biggest things. And it's funny because why do we want a brand? We want a brand because is beautiful and it's aesthetically pleasing and it draws clients in and our website is a landing page for them to go to. But I have a full clientele, so I don't need that tomorrow. You know what I mean? So I think just giving myself the grace Mm -hmm. and not being so hard on myself to go, okay, you don't actually need that. That is something that you should do and should have in place, but you don't have to feel so anxious about it. And then the other thing that has been giving me anxiety lately is I still don't have like a bookkeeper or whatever those people are called, accountants. Mm-hmm. I haven't set up QuickBooks. <laughs> what are those people called? What are those people called? Number people, people who crunch numbers, I don't know. Finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just the feeling of, am I doing anything illegally? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. though, like I'm cute. So if I was ever, you are cute. I'm cute. So if, was, if I ever had to talk to a professional about it or, you know, like a, a tax person, I feel like, you know, I'd be okay at the end of the day. Like I'm not going to go to jail, you know? I don't know. Maybe I would. Also, I don't think I'm breaking the law though, really. Um, I wanted to say in response to your 
feeling like anxious if, if the brand isn't out there, if it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember feeling overwhelmed when my kids were little, they were babies and the house was always a disaster. And I was always overwhelmed with how much cleaning and housework was needed. And there was a kind of a self-help guru, her name was Fly Lady, and she encouraged busy moms and how to keep up their households. And one of the things that she said, and it's always stuck with me, is that housework, even done incorrectly, still blesses your family. So the motto was like, okay, you don't have time to fully clean the floor in your bathroom while you're using the bathroom, just bend down and clean the spots that you can <laughs> see. And I used to think, oh, I can't do that because it's not fully cleaning the entire bathroom floor. But that little admonition that she said, you know, housework, even if it's done incompletely, still blesses your family. So mm-hmm. in the same way, even things for your brand, even if it's not done perfectly, it still can be excellent, but maybe it's not as thought out as you want. It can still be a blessing. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So what are some things for you, Tess, that you gets you anxious? Well, I'm going to go back to the time machine, and I'm going to remember, recall the days when I first started doing lashes, and I was becoming aware that I didn't know everything that I didn't know. There was things that I was aware of that... Um, or did you think you knew, and then all of a sudden you found out, oh my gosh, I well, don't really know I, anything. Well, what I knew was that I knew how to do lashes on one kind of person, that young specimen that doesn't have any anatomical challenges or any... They've got perfect lashes. Perfect lashes. I could do her and make her happy no matter what. It was somebody that deviated from that one anatomy that began to to cause problems. And I'd be like, I don't know what to do. And after doing a couple of clients where I'd be like, oh, we're on the same page and this is so great and you're going to be so happy when you open your eyes. And then she opens her eyes and she's like, oh, this isn't at all what I thought of. It's like not what I saw coming, right? So then the anxiety starts building up as I'm working. Am I doing it right? Did we communicate? Were we on the same page? Am I managing expectations? I, I didn't even know that that's what it was called back then. But it was like, how do I know if we are on the same page? How do I know? And then, or, or sometimes something would happen and I wouldn't like, for example, maybe I couldn't get the pad to st- stay down. No matter what, I kept adding tons and tons of tape. And by the end, the tape was super thick. And no matter what, there was I couldn't see well. I'm trying to figure out what's happening. I'm sitting there sweating, and I'm thinking I've got somebody coming in, next, you know, or, or let's say I double book somebody, and somebody's knocking on the door when I've got the client lying down on the table. Like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? How do I handle this? And you know, I have to go to the bathroom and yeah. bad um, reviews too, right? Oh yeah, bad review comes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So all that stuff, right? We couldn't stop talking about it. We got our first bad review and I think we just sat around for days talking about what to do, how to deal with it and how to fix it. Agonizing and, you know, just not knowing how to do something and feeling all sweaty and clammy in the room. Like, oh no, you know, that is the worst feeling ever. Okay. So I'm going to share with you how I kind of worked through the issue. Now, when I started, this was like in 2006. I wasn't a lot of support. They were doing lashes in 2006. No. Nobody knew. There were people that had been, you know, doing it longer than I have, but I didn't know any of them. <laughs> so what would happen was I would start to talk to myself as I was going through a crisis. Somebody's lashes are not turning out the way I want, or I'm starting to worry that they're not turning out. Okay. I would look at how much time I had left And then I began to think about what do I need to communicate to the client? What do I need? And oftentimes, I wouldn't even know what I needed. I don't know how to solve this problem, but how do I create an opportunity for her to come back in and not be angry or not think I'm not professional? So what I'd start to do is think, okay, if I could just get her back in maybe tomorrow and see what's going on and maybe reevaluate the situation, I'll have a better handle on it. I can have more time. So what I'll do is I'll treat her to this, you know, and I'll say... And then I I use like the remainder of the time to kind of play over in my head what I was going to tell her at the end. So I'd say, okay, this is what we've done and this is where I'm at. And oftentimes I would take the tack like, you know, hey, Susan, I really want to give you something special here and I just don't have enough time. Um, I'd like you to wear what you have for, you know, maybe a couple of days and I want you to get back to me. I'd like to give you a little bit more. Can we find another time that we can come back in and I can play around with it a little bit more? I took this from 
one of my very first jobs as an esthetician. I was working in San Francisco. I was working with a plastic surgeon doing peels. And I had one of my first, uh, very first acne clients. And a lot of the things that I was taught, it wasn't true of this person. And I had really had no idea how to solve the problem with her. So, you know, I was knew this that- in the 70s? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh my word! No, this was in the nineties. Okay, um, just checking. Mid nineties. So I had the support of the the surgeon that I was working with. So I told her, I said, "Hey, I know you're on this program. You know, I'm not quite certain why you're not getting the results that I expect you to have. But I'm going to give you a couple extra treatments, and I just need your cooperation. Will you be committed to giving me the feedback on? I'm going to give you a prescription this week. Prescription, not like a." an actual prescription, but I'm going to give you a routine that I want you to do, and I need you to follow up with me because we're going to get to the bottom of this together. How does that sound? And she's like, yeah. So I gave her a couple extra treatments. Some of it just had her coming in and it did something that didn't cost too much, but it gave her that fluffy, and I was able to see, not fluff, gave her that hands-on experience, but I was able to see how her skin was progressing, and then I could make adjustments on the fly. So that worked out really well. So then I, I, when I was working on my own, I thought, okay, I don't really know the answer to this. I don't know really how it's going to wear. So I'm going to say, I'm trying something. I really want to give you something special. I need to see how this is wearing for you. It may not be what you're the end result, but I'm so with you on, on making sure that you're going to have it. Can you come back and I'm going to work with you and it's not going to cost you that kind of thing? Because if I didn't know, I'm not going to charge her as a professional if I don't know the answer to something. But I really wanted her to be involved in the process and for her to believe that as a professional, I could take care of her. Yeah, you're such a great problem solver, I feel like. Well, it's like, I don't know what to do. The best thing I can do is just have her come back and I'm going to try to figure it out then. You know, you finish a client and it's not what they want and you've got another client that you've got to take care of. The best thing that you can say to that gal is, listen, I'm going to make this right for you. Mm -hmm. It is no problem. I'd like you to wear it and just to see, but you know, and get back to me tomorrow. If this isn't the right thing, we'll find another time and I'm going to make this right for you. And sometimes, by the way, because you're so cool about it, the client would be actually like the next day, no, no, I actually like it. They would just say, no, don't worry about it. It's all good. Like, even though at first they two were like, oh, I don't know. But once they see it, it kind of wears on them. And a lot of times they wouldn't even come back. Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, what you're doing was managing that client mm-hmm. and her expectations of the wear. And I think that is actually like a key for being a lash artist because because it helps rein in our anxiety. Because if you're able to manage her, then you're not going to get those crazy phone calls or texts or whatever. And so it's like, you're taking care of her, but you're really taking care of yourself, right? Yeah. If you don't know the answer to something, it's okay to say, you know, I'm really not sure about this outcome, but I'm committed to making sure that it's right. Mm -hmm. Can I have you follow up with me? I'll get you back in. Let's, we'll, we'll get together again. We'll work it out. It'll give you some mental room. It'll give you some space to kind of decompress and figure it out. Make sure you take pictures, take notes, and talk to her about her experience. And just a lot of that, even just talking about it and walking through will make you feel more competent. In fact, I would say paying attention to your client, watching how they're behaving, you can tell. Like I was working front desk. I would see someone, the, the telltale sign would be they keep looking at the mirror. Mm-hmm. And we have a giant mm-hmm. mirror at the front desk. And they keep going there, and I'd like... Something's not right. I can tell. And I just say, how is everything going? Is there anything wrong? And they, not always, but more times than not, they go, you know what? Actually, this. And by just showing that little bit of care, a little bit of insight, and even though you're feeling anxious because you're like, well, I don't want to bring it up because if they bring it up, then they might tell me they're not happy. That's the very thing you have to do at that moment is bring it up because you're actually showing the care, which now brings down the disappointment or brings back the anger. But if you ignore it, I think the client is going to get more likely to be more like, you're going to try to get your attention in one way, and it's going to get worse for you by ignoring mm-hmm. it. It does get worse. I'm going to encourage you guys to nip this one in the bud. You will know before she gets off the table if she has an issue. So what you do is, this is how I handle it. When I'm finished with the service, before I give them the mirror, I actually get out of my chair and I say, I'm going to come around and check you in the front. Because you really have no idea what their lashes look like from their perspective if you're only checking from behind. So you get up out of your chair, you walk around the front, you have them open, and you're looking for something. If something is not right, if no. it's... Close your eyes. You know, no, if, <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> if one lash is leaning to the wrong side, fix it. 
if you can't just brush out quickly, get behind her and find out what's wrong. It's it's a sticky or something. The best thing to do is fix it right then and there. Otherwise, you're going to have to find another place for her another time later for you to do it. So do it right from the get go. Well, what if you have another client right afterwards? Well, you got to address it. Okay, okay. So, you mean address it? Don't always fix it, but address it. And first of all, you shouldn't be scheduling a client right afterwards. Yeah, yeah you're right. There's if you're shit. doing that, you should stop. Yeah, stop that bad habit. You need <laughs> that breaks. That will give you anxiety. And no, that's how you get injured when yeah. you just literally go client to client to client to client without any breaks to stretch, eat, relieve thyself. Yeah. You know. So let's problem solve. I'm going to just jump in here and compound the problem. Let's say somebody oh. is actually waiting outside and you're waiting I want area. my lashes. Right. And you are starting to go into her, t- into your next person's That's appointment. That's what they always say, by the way. I, know. <laughs> I want my lashes. And you've got an issue with somebody who's presenting with a problem after you finished your lashes. Okay, so what you first have to do, if you're already in somebody else's time, you've got to get her permission and you've got to clue her in, your waiting client, to know what's happening. So you're going to say, excuse me, lady on the table. You're going to use her name. You're going to say, I'm going to be right lady back. Lady on the table? <laughs> Hi, lady on the table. Excuse me, client in the room. <laughs> yes. And client in the room, I have a, a forthcoming <laughs> message for you. <laughs> You're going to walk out and you're going to say, hi, Susan, I know you've been waiting. Listen, I'm, I'm running into a little issue. I'm just going to be a few minutes. Is it okay? Are you on a time crunch? Can you wait? And she, if she says yes. I want my lashes. I know. Secret. I'm going to give you your lashes. If she says I'm on a time crunch, just say, listen, I'll be with you in just a minute. Uh, yes. Okay. But it gives you a clue. Sometimes she will be in a hurry. We'll, we'll problem solve with that in just a second. But let's say she's like, you've got her permission now. Okay. So now you got to go back and you got to figure out this issue. You got to figure out is it a quick issue? If it's, is it just a sticky? If it's just a sticky, yay, you're done. It's great, and you can go on and take the next one. Let's say it's it's actual a design problem, and you're going to say, okay, but they're not balanced. You're looking, and you can just see one side's loaded. Their side's kind of thin. But you don't say, you don't point this out. You wait for her to say something. Okay? okay. If she says to you, what do you think? That's the wrong answer. You say, it doesn't matter what I think. I want you to tell me what you like. Mm-hmm. You have to have her, she's got to say it. Because if she says, what do you think? You might see something that she doesn't, that she see, doesn't right now. see. Okay, yeah. so you, mm-hmm. you, say, you say to her, what, it doesn't matter what I think. What do you see that you don't like here? Yeah. Oh, I see something here on this corner. Okay, if it's something that you can fix very quickly in a few minutes, just a minute or two, do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. If not, what you're going to say is, I've got another person waiting for me. I'm going to take care of this for you. Is there a way we can find a time? You know, and you're going to and you're going to reschedule her that way. That's the best way to handle that situation. Do you discount her at all, or do you, or you just still charge full price at that point? I would charge full price for that point if if she's a, a a client that keeps coming. If she's a new client, brand new client, it's still I would still charge you yeah. or the same price. I think say, so. Listen, I'm going to work this out. We're going to work this out. And because it'll be complimentary, the touch up is what we call it. Yeah, you don't yeah. charge them for the fix or yeah. whatever. Right. I mean, obviously, if they threw a fit, and this happened once in a blue moon, not normal, but if they threw a fit, we you might come to me and say. You know, like just give her twenty dollars off or something yeah. like that, just as a mm-hmm. small token. They just want to know you care. That's and right. Yeah, they just want to hear. Oh, she cares. Yes, that's and then right. They calm down. Just give her. You know, if she's like, I got, I'm leaving town tonight. You know, say, well, I've got somebody. Can you come back at this time? No, I can't. Well, how about this? I give you fifteen dollars off, and then yeah. when you come back from your vacation, I'll fix it for you. Okay? How does that work? Okay, yeah. right. That way, you're not on vacation and you get this bad review, right? But the point I'm trying to make is that. You have to get her permission. When you give her the mirror, say, is everything okay? Do not turn off your light. Do not take off your loops. Do not put your tweezers down until she says yes. Because if she doesn't and she keeps looking at it, the mirror, then you've got a problem. She'll hang out in the room longer. You'll be at the front or trying to get her out of there, and she'll be still hanging in the room. That's a sign that she's not happy and something's not right, okay? It is best to avoid this little dance and just say, are you happy with your lashes? Is there anything we can change? You know, are you happy? Is everything okay? Yes, it is. Then you move on. If you don't, take the time right now just to make sure everything's okay. So the key really is address the problem. By being anxious in a sense and being afraid and saying, oh, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. You really are setting yourself up to get worse. It's yeah. going to grow on you instead of attacking it and saying, you know what? I know this is going to suck. I'm scared. I'm going to ask her what she really thinks. I can tell she's not happy, but I, that's the only way we're going to ever resolve this problem. Every other pathway leads to even worse situations. One of the things that we tend to do as women is sometimes we're treating the client as if they're a friend and we're not being 
professional. And what I mean by that is even if you relate to them as a friend, as a girlfriend, they're still coming to you as their lash professional. They're still paying you. Yes. Okay. So it looks like a friendship, but it's not. It is a business transaction. So, okay. You cannot forget that. Entangled relationship. So sometimes also, the client will will have a problem with it, but she's afraid to say something to mm-hmm. you. And she'll be like, oh, it's okay. It's probably me. Do not take that bait. Go straight to the problem and say, what's up with your lashes? Tell me why I Don't suck. just jump into the friend stuff because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Just say, what's mm-hmm. up with your lashes? How did your lashes behave? Okay. And even though it's easier to start talking about other things, don't do that. As a professional, you have to address the issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how you keep people. Yeah, as you see clients more frequently, you'll realize that there may be one or two that always have something they want to fix. So even if it's like you look at it and you're like, you are cuckoo, that's totally fine. But to her, it's an issue. So if I know that that is a typical behavior of a client, I'll finish early because mm-hmm. I know she's going to ask me Absolutely. to fix something. Finish five, finish 10 minutes early, and then you go through the whole dance of being like, okay, I fixed it, and then she feels better. Sometimes that's a routine for some people, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes people will never be happy. They'll always mm-hmm. complain. But listen, if they're still coming back, they're still happy with you. They're right. just telling you that they're unhappy. I used to get really bent about that. But now I'm just like, oh, you know, tell me how they lasted. Oh, they didn't really last. Okay, I'm really, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm going to do the best that I can this time. It came a time where I stopped taking it personally. If they still are coming back, then they're happy. I remember one time, Erica, we had this one client that was notoriously always complained, always complained. And she said, she came in and she's just like, you know what? I think I'm going to go to another place. And you said... Yeah, I think that might be a good idea. And I'm just like, high five. I'm so glad you <laughs> said did, that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so you can say that too. Sometimes they say that. And you know, if you if you want to shed them, go ahead and say that. Affirm it. Yeah, maybe that would be a good idea. Yeah, you, you know? should try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See how it works. You <laughs> See how it works. Yeah. yeah. See you later. Bye. Um, you said you were going to talk about how to problem solve with the client who is in a time crunch, who you might need to take a little bit later because of the previous client. Okay. So if that's the case, the one who's waiting, Susan out in the hall or in your waiting area has got to go. And it is really unfair to keep, to make her wait. So you're going to go back. And even if the client on the table is upset and is throwing a fit, you're going to say, listen, I'm going to take care of you. I just can't do this right now. I've got a time, my, uh, my next client's here and she's reserved the time. Even if you need to check her out later, your first duty is to Susan, who's been waiting and who's got a time crunch. Mm -hmm. So you've got to get her out, the gal on the table, as fast as you can. And and whatever concessions you need to make for her, and if you do need to discount her for that, that's something that's legitimate that you have to to eat. So, yeah. So I came up with a few things in our Elevate class when I talked about anxiety. What can you do to help yourself be a little less anxious. You know, so I'm going to go through some of the stuff that I did or some of the ideas I had. Now, this is coming from a guy who doesn't do lashes. So I admit that, what the heck do I know? But just observing and watching our own team and some of the things that we did for them to try to help them get over the anxiety. First off, I mean, there is a lot of things that cause anxiety. So we can't fix all those things. Or maybe we'd have to, we could do an 18 hour episode talking about <laughs> how to deal with this situation, how to deal with that situation. We could literally keep up creating situations and it would be endless. So I, I will just come up with more some general ideas and I'd love to hear your guys' feedback and go you can, for it. You can dig in deeper. Oh or, yeah. I got some tips too. Yeah. So the first one with me, especially when it comes to doing lashing, because I know that's by far was the number one thing. It's like, I'm just, I'm struggling here. I don't know if I can do good work. I don't know if people are going to like it. I just want to tell people to slow down. I think right now, when you're new especially, we're so focused on speed. Oh, I want to be fast. I want to be fast. I want to be fast. And that in itself is how you're going to get anxious because you're not understanding. No one got fast overnight. No one. No one picked up tweezers and was like, you know, the speed demon. They needed time to learn and build it up. And everyone you see, you see Sandra from Lash 401, you see Alona, or you see some of these big names out there doing lashes. Like, oh man, they seem so fast. They do, you know, they're this and that. Yeah, but they've been doing lashes five years, six years, eight years, like in Tusney's case, 15 years. So don't stop comparing yourself to those people. 
and realize they were slow just like you are and you trying to pretend you are like them now when you've only been doing lashes for maybe a year or two is just going to create a lot of anxiety. It's okay to tell your clients like, you know what? Right now, I used to like, do a fills in a half hour or 45 minutes. I'm going to get do an hour and a half right now. I need a little bit more time. I want to do great work by you. I'm not going to charge you more. I'm not raising my prices. You're actually taking a price decrease or a pay cut, but it's the right thing when you're starting out. You got to do the right thing by your clients so that they have faith in you. If it feels like, you know, not, it's going to hurt you in the long run. I'm laughing because I'm thinking back to my very first days and it was frequent that somebody would take me five hours to do. Oh and gosh. and I would do three hours one day and two hours That's the right. next. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was so unaware of business. Like I didn't even think that my time was money. It was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do this art until it's perfect. It doesn't matter if it takes weeks to do. I'm going to do it all for $75. <laughs> yeah. Five hour appointments. You got know, paid right? minimum wage to do the lashes. But for me, it was like, I didn't know how long does it actually take to get this done? I wanted it to look a certain way and I wasn't happy until I got there. And so of course the client was like, yeah, I'll come back. Yeah, I'll come back. But that was really how I developed those skills. Yeah. Um, cool. A little bit of advice with the slowdown. It is better to make really, really good bonds for longevity over quantity. Because Amen. even if you put a ton of lashes on, if you do not use enough adhesive, they're all going to fall off the next day and you're going to lose credibility. It yeah. is much better to slow down and get at least one solid line. I'm not talking all the rows, but at least one from corner to corner of one eye where they're all at least done and they're good bonds. That is better than getting many that are going to come off because the next time she comes in, if, if you need to bring her back in, you can build on that. You don't have to remove anything. Everything, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Another one was to basically stop looking at what makes you jealous. And, that, oh, yeah. and that's just Instagram. <laughs> I mean, guys, Instagram, we call it envy machine. I think it makes people more miserable than it actually helps people, sadly. We love it because it has been at the same time a great tool for me to connect. And yeah. I don't think we'd have LashCon right now without Instagram. No. So, <laughs> yeah, Eric was like, yeah, definitely not. So, I mean, because of that, we've seen the blessings of it and it has a very good positive side but like anything positive erica's drinks there's also a negative (laughs) side if you drink too much it's gonna have ill effects on your health and i think a lot of people's psyches are hurt every day because they spend all this time looking at people that they can't emulate and what they don't realize is a lot of those people that they're emulating showing their stuff is literally that's all they did for the day to create that perfect shot and their lives are no different and no better their lives are just as much as a mess. They're struggling in their own ways. They have their own dragons to fight, their own mountains to climb. And they're just not posting that stuff. They're just showing the finish line every day. Or they're, like we've learned, many trainers will take five, six hours to do a model, then post this work, and it's a model. It's like perfect work. And then they went and did post work on the photos themselves and cleaned them up. And so the whole process from beginning to end was like eight, nine, 10 hours or something like that. Of course, the photos are going to be amazing. And you're sitting there popping off photos of your clients and throwing them online in two minutes like we've done. And you're like, man, my photos just don't look like what they have out there. Yeah, because they actually were very intentional, not deceptive by any means. That's not, I'm not saying they're lying or cheating, but you're not comparing apples to apples. You're doing your client lashes and they're showing their model work. And you can't be envious of that. You should really got to stop doing that. And so I just think really for a lot of lash stylists, and we've said this recently, I think it was Cheryl, unfollow all the people that bring you no joy and only follow the few people that really inspire you and they encourage you. And then really what you want Instagram page to be about is building a following for lashes that people who want to do your work. So you don't care if you don't get lash stylists looking at your work because they don't pay you any money. So just build an Instagram that's about building your business. And then if you want to become a coach or a trainer or sell product, I would start a second page that's really about that. The network, connect with all the lash stylists, post on their things, build up your community of lash stylists, which is a lot easier to do, by the way, than building a local following. A local following is difficult and more tedious and not a lot slower because most women like in Pasadena are not going online typing in Pasadena lashes, Pasadena lashes. They're just not. Uh, but there's tons of people in our industry looking for other lash stylists all the time. So I'm uh, just watching Tessie go through all sorts of incarnations of about, about to sneeze. To sneeze. <laughs> she is really struggling right now not to sneeze, and she's like, oh, "Nope, yep." Oh, it's oh. Like somebody sprinkled pepper or something. That's my breath. 
Dragon breath. <laughs> yes, my dragon breath. So, you know, that's it. I just would say stop looking at that what makes you jealous. You know, basically, I use Instagram less. I mean, most studies show that the more Instagram you use, the less happy you're going to be. There's almost like a direct correlation chart where, oh, more usage, you know, depression goes up and up and up and less usage, less depression, less anxiety, less sadness. So maybe you just need to say, no, guys, I'm sorry. The hamster wheel of just posting and looking at work and commenting on everyone's last photos and trying to be in the club, it doesn't bring me joy. I just feel exhausted and tired. Instagram is a wonderful portfolio of beautiful curated images, but it's not a true reflection of real life. Everyone's got dirty laundry. Everybody's got a dirty bathroom at some point in the week. Or in our case, like every day. (laughs) You know, that's what real life is. And oftentimes we look at these curated images and we think, why doesn't my life measure up to that? In some ways, I mean, we all struggle. We all do. It's just we're only seeing what people want us to see. exactly. And a lot of these people, too, also you're comparing to yourself, have been doing lashes for 10, 15 years or whatever. Like, Tusney, like... Not that people are looking at your page envious. We actually, just so you guys know, and you can call us out on this on our pages, and as we will be doing a lot more social media once LashCon's over, is we've made a very strong in-house policy. We will not post things with the goal to create envy. That is not what we're trying to do. We're trying to educate, we're trying to, or entertain. And then there's that third awful E, or envy, or create envy. We don't want to do that. That's not really our DNA. Now, sometimes we may celebrate something, and we, even if we do that, I'm trying to be... Very Dude, mindful. In a humble way. Yeah, mindful. Like, I'm not going to show myself popping champagne and, you know, stripping off my shirt and dancing around and bathing myself. That's just a horrible thought. But <laughs> it's like. That's it's, not necessarily bad. That's not going to create envy. That's going to create <laughs> scarring of minds. <laughs> but, but whatever. You know, just like you, sometimes you see it. And, or if you do see that, the way I try to think about it is like, good for them. Yeah. I mean, they're happy. Let someone be happy. Let people enjoy their moment where they did something great. Maybe they won a last competition or maybe they hit 10,000 followers or maybe something good happened. They got picked as best lashes in our town. Let them be happy. Celebrate them. Know that you could be there too. It's not like they got there and kicked you out of that party. You are never going to get there. You're not allowed to have 10K followers. Yeah, it's like the pie is big enough, right? Yeah. There's enough happiness for all of us. There right? is. We can, we can celebrate one another's victories and wins. It's a mental discipline to say, you know what? Good for them. And I'm going to be honest. I'll just share this about Tara as I share how I practice this myself. It was about a year ago when Tara did her third or second big launch. Tara, Tara Walsh, Walsh from Lashpreneur, a good friend of ours. We love her. Big shout out to Tara. She just did, I think it was her third launch. And I'm sure it was huge and she's doing great. But I remember her doing it and she announced what she did and the numbers she got. Got like 600 new people buying into her program to get her training, all this stuff. And I remember thinking we were beginning to think, hey, we want to do this. And I got down on myself. I was really bummed. I was like, man, we barely can get, you know, I'm working on the salon all day. I have no time to do this. And then I was all discouraged and I was depressed almost like for a couple of days. Just like, what's wrong with me? Why can't we do that? And then I started thinking, well, that sucks. That's stupid thinking. And then I started thinking, you know what? Good for Tara because, you know, if she can do it, then I can do it. And I started thinking, you know what? I want to celebrate Tara. And I actually intentionally said, and I reached out to her and I said, I am so happy for you. And I literally am. I was like, you know, good for you. I hope you even do bigger and better. And she is, and she's moving forward. And I wanted to do that as an affirmation for her, but it was just as much for myself to coach myself to say, you know what? If they can do it, then I can do it. And I'll just do it better. No, I'm just But I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's a chance for me. So Erica. Well, what's so amazing about her too is that you know, recently she's really been transparent about this, the past year of yeah. her life. Yeah. And so while you were looking and thinking like... How easy she had it. Yeah. <laughs> like we didn't know then and she's been so vulnerable and now. Some of those challenges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I applaud her for that because one, it takes bravery. And yeah. two, it is so encouraging for everybody who's looking at her to know, wow, she has gone through all of that and she built this while she was going yeah. through all of that. Like, tough girl. That, that, tough. that means like my problems, everything that I'm going through, I can still pursue my dreams. Yep. And I think exactly what you experienced was comparison being the thief of joy. That's yeah. really what it is. And what I love that is one of my favorite <gasps> posts that you had. I love that. I, I like copied it and <laughs> it's on my underwear now and everything. So <laughs> thief of joy. Yeah. I don't want you 
put any, never mind. I want to well, say anything about how that comparison thing down there works. I just want to share just some of my thoughts about Cheryl. Yeah. Uh, was it? Um, Untamed Artistry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One of the reasons why I like her so much is because she has shown me that it is really okay for a person to be themselves. Even if it is not part of the conventional package of what people expect an Instagram personality to be. She gets on there with the stuff on her clothes sometimes. She misspells things. Maybe she uses the wrong plural. But it's so refreshing to me because it's like, oh my gosh, she's a real person and she is not afraid to let other people see that. And to me, that just says confidence because her own fears about what other people think are not holding herself hostage. It doesn't mean that she doesn't have a high bar for excellence. She does. It's just that she is not letting her own fears keep, stifle that opportunity that she has a desire to share. And I can, you know, I can totally learn something about, I confess that there is a vanity about me that says, oh, I can't do this unless my hair looks like this or that. And so she, just a shout out to her, she's really been an inspiration and I just want to have her hold me accountable for putting myself out there when it's not pretty. Yeah, she's paving the way for other people to feel like they can, they can do that too. They can come out unrefined mm-hmm. and that's okay. And it actually is so much more relatable. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's more, I have more respect. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I know she's gotten a lot of uh, backlash for it. Some people are coming out, you know, there's trolls everywhere that are going to say, oh, you're changing your mind and you're, you're switching your careers and blah, blah, blah. I just want to tell you, Cheryl, those people aren't your audience anyway. You know, I think those, she knows that. I you think know she what? knows that. Yeah. They're not, they're your, not people. your people. Not your peeps. Don't worry about what not your people think. You only worry about what your people think. Yeah, you're, we're building our own little tribes. And I think we're going to see as the, the years go by, instead of a consolidation where you have four or five major brands, I think we're going to see like 100 different small brands that everyone has their favorite. You know, there's a lot of people like Allie with, from Atlas Anarchist because of her vibe and image. It met a totally different demographic than following like Borboletta. You know, Borbalette has their vibe. And then you turn around and you go and you see someone like Wink Lashes and her vibe down there in Orange County. Everyone's got their own thing. It's just like, be your person and realize you're not trying to please everyone. You never will. And as they say, if you try to please everyone, you will end up pleasing no one. So just go for your tribe. And that's what Cheryl's done. And I think that's really served her well. And I think she's going to do big things because of that. We all learned this when we watched Aladdin and the genie was like, (laughs) just be yourself. Right? Yes. Let's not forget. Yes. (laughs) Not the live action version, the animated version, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw the OG, the original. I watched the part of the live action. Oh my gosh. Uh, That was painful. Aww. Robin Williams, we missed him very much in the life. We like there's a collective we on the, who there watched that. There is a collective we. We, we all missed Williams. him on that. Him. But on that movie, I don't think people are like we want Robin back. So another thing that I when we did this, is some of the stuff I talked about in our elevate class when we talked about dealing with anxiety was basically get support, get some people around you you can talk to. I think so much of us suffer in silence and we sit in our room and we go home and we feel like everyone near us is our competitor. And then we go on the Facebook forums and someone tells them I'm an idiot. I post, Hey, well, that's a dumb question. You know, you get flamed or something, you know, so you don't feel like forums are really supportive of you. So no, forums aren't, you got to have somebody, you got to have somebody in your pocket. I've got a couple people that text me periodically when they've had a bad day and maybe I won't get back to them right away, but it, it's usually it, me. <laughs> no, no, I've got a couple a couple Tossing. people that, you know, if you've had a bad day, you've had a bad client, something brought you to tears, you need an outlet. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to drive you to drink. So, so I was going to say, my outlet is the bar that just mm-hmm. opened down the street. <laughs> the bartender knows her name. Okay, so here's the thing. If you guys don't have somebody that you can rely on, we are your friends. We're your somebody. We are your somebody. Reach out to us. That's actually one of the reasons why we started LashCast was so that we can build a community of people who didn't feel like they had a voice or felt like, you know, I like to think outside the box. I like to try new things. I keep getting chastised for it. Like, it's okay. We're here to like put down the lash police and say, go out and try new things. Be different. And it's okay to struggle. And it's okay to have anxious thoughts about, am I good enough? Am I a faker? Because we all feel that way. It's okay to fail too. It's it's okay to make mistakes. This is a safe place. Nobody's going to laugh at you. 
Okay. Well, I know. I know. Yeah, I'm looking right. at you for your stupid response. <laughs> Friday night laughs is what I call it. We sit and look no. at your work and no. laugh at everyone in the world. That's, you do a lot on Friday nights. You go to the Denny's bar. Yes, that's you right. You <laughs> the Denny's lounge. The, de- the you, best night gamer. is gaming at the Denny's bar <laughs> oh my God. while looking at Instagram. <laughs> and laughing. That, that, and laughing, cackling. Oh, my, oh my gosh. I, think that, I just pulled that from the previous podcast, right? Yeah, you probably... Or no, that was this was one. one? I oh, know. my gosh. It's, it's been a batch, day. doing batches yeah. of yeah. anything. You just forget what's what. Well, I just want to bring it back to this one point. If you don't have a friend, you have a friend in the lash industry, but we also want to encourage you to actually get a real in-the-flesh friend, and that's one of the opportunities that you can have at LashCon. One of the things we really want to do is provide opportunities for people to connect. So come on out to LashCon and find somebody. Yes, definitely. Erica, you had a couple things? Well, I was just going to talk about a coping mechanism or something you can do that is really scary. It might actually give you a little anxiety to think about doing, but in the long run, and I'm thinking about doing this myself, is taking a day off a week or maybe two weeks out of the month. Like I'm thinking about doing Mondays and taking maybe two Mondays off. So on those weeks, I might take more clients on other days, but Mm -hmm. I've realized that to avoid burnout... I need to have more time where I'm not lashing mm-hmm. to manage, help manage my anxiety. Because what happens is during the day, I am doing lashes. And if I'm not listening to a crime podcast, then I'm thinking about how excited I am to go home and work on things business related. And then I get home and I sit on the couch and I'm like, the last thing I want to do right now yeah. is anything else that requires me to think. So I'm just going to watch something stupid crime shows <laughs> no <laughs> no that's even a little too heavy like at the end yeah. of the day you, know? you just need to watch popcorn man you just need yeah. to zone out yeah just totally happiness and fluff and watch Robin Williams comedies yes. <laughs> so if you're comfortable with that or if you can start to entertain maybe having an extra day off and if you're okay with putting a couple extra clients on the other days yeah. I think it can be really beneficial because for me I like have to have I have to have two days off a week, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. where I'm not doing any, I'm not seeing any clients, I'm not doing anything. But then the thought of having even an extra day, maybe two days of the month, where I can focus on the business things that I'm too tired to do during the week. Obviously, I haven't done that yet, but I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that's a great idea. That would be awesome. Can I just reinforce what you said and wholeheartedly support it? I completely agree with you about the two days off in a row. Yes. I, there yeah. was a time that I used to think, oh, I'll just, you know, the person needs it. I'll just do it. Yeah. What I have found is that if I don't have those two days off back to back, they have to be back to back. I do not do well physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. And I can attest to that. <laughs> Absolutely. What happens? Nights at home with Tusk driving home are not good. Aww. Nope. Meltdowns? Nope. Yeah, Meltdowns. Meltdowns. I can't handle things. Yeah. It, there's only a, capaci- a capacity that I can handle. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be two days in a row. I need two days to fully decompress mentally. And also mm-hmm. sleeping. If she gets seven, eight hours sleep, the days are much easier to handle mm-hmm. than if she's shortchanging herself and sleeping four hours, five hours. It just like the, the anxiety goes up, the yeah. stress goes up, the inability to deal with disappointment or frustrations or yeah. anything. You can't. And don't, th- I mean, I've made this mistake. People be like, oh, it's only like one person. It's yeah. like one hour on Saturday. And don't it's my do favorite it. favorite client or don't something. Don't do it. Don't take the bait because what happens is that one person will turn into two, will turn into three. It'll yeah. be your daughter, it'll be your friend, it'll be somebody else. There'll always be, be some excuse. Something to do else. It. And you're already there and before you know it it's a full day and you don't get that capacity you don't get that break so yeah it's kind of like never reming like if you were to sleep and you never had REM sleep you would go crazy you you need that REM for your body to heal and recover and process the day and the same thing's true i think when you're working endlessly every day it begins to wear on you and i've seen that with tuss and i think that's just true i think lashing no one realizes when they get into how flipping hard the work really is, both physically and mentally. It is a dual skill. Like it's not just mentally staying focused. It's also physically because you, you're doing those micro movements over and over and over and it can wear on your body. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you will break down. I remember one time when it was really, really bad. I can't remember. We did, were short-staffed and 
I was working like six days a week. And Erica and was, was drinking like at the bar. 12 <laughs> hours a day. And it was just like for months. And I remember just getting so close to this breaking point. Like every time, like seriously, it's like when those magicians do those stunts where they don't sleep for five days or whatever. At the end of it, they're like crazy. Yeah. Like I remember I could just close my eyes and all I would see literally was just like lashes in front of me. And just It was all I could see. And it was like this is completely clouding my mind. I'm like absolutely going crazy and not good. Yeah, yeah, totally. One more thing I was saying, then we'll probably need to wrap up. We thought this would be like a 20-minute episode, <laughs> but one thing that also is, one reason why people have fear is they, they don't know something. The lack of information that's driving them nuts. So what should you do if you don't have information is go get that information. So if you don't feel confident in training, then get more training. Go Find a mentor. Like maybe not even just do a two-day class because that's fine. And maybe you'll have someone like Ilona or Lana or one of the gals sit alongside and help you and coach you, which will be great and give you a little bit more information, which will help, I think, bring down the anxiety. Plus, they hopefully will affirm you, which I'm sure they do. Go, oh, that's a good job. You're doing that right. And you're just looking for that person because so many of us work by ourselves, right? So we have no one really telling us, am I doing this right or am I just totally screwing it up? But really then, I think another thing to do is think about maybe it's time to, if you're new, Go work in a salon first. Work with other people so you can get that constant feedback from the owner or from other fellow teammates. Or if you've been doing this for a while, then really seek out that friend. And not just a friend, but a mentor. Like say, hey, would you mind if I send you photos once in a while of my work? I'd love to get your feedback. I'm just trying to grow. And now while that's scary, that might create more anxiousness. Like anything, that is this healthy like fear to be afraid a little bit. But you have to fight through it and just say, you know what? I am going to be a better person. If this person agrees to it, it's going to make me a better artist. I'm going to grow. I'm going to get better. I will begin to know, am I good or am I not good? And if I'm not good, then I'll know what I need to get better at. That's only going to happen if I'm getting more information. So I think sometimes it's scary for people because they don't want to know. It's like you keep your ears closed. I don't want to look at my bank account because I'm afraid my bank account's got no money in it. So I just won't look. It doesn't change the bank account. The bank account may still be empty. And then you write that check and it balances, let's say. But knowing and learning is going to empower you and help you defeat that fear. What's a check? What's What's a check? check? I know. I know. Anyone in their 30s, like Paul, once again, talking to the wrong audience, they (laughs) don't use checks. Like Erica's like, Paul, I don't use checks. I hate them. I know. Well, they actually give me anxiety because it takes like four years for people to go and cash the check. That's true. It's like, will you please just cash the check? I mean, that really was because I would have no money. Like, I couldn't just wait for it. (laughs) Now it's a little different. A little different. There's a little money there, (laughs) saving soap. Yeah. Anyhow, I think that's probably all we'll do on anxiety. I think we can keep talking about this. Maybe we'll do another episode about anxiety. Or if you guys have feedback for us, let us know what makes you anxious and ask a question. Send that audio question. Say, hey, well, how do you deal with this situation or this specific problem? And we will then try to help you work through that. Because, like, again, maybe you just need a little coaching, Mm -hmm. a little information, and all of a sudden that anxiety can go away because now you know how to deal with it. And once you have that confidence, that knowledge, the anxiety kind of fades away. So we'd be more glad to do that. So shoot us your questions. We'd love it. But otherwise, guys, thank you so much for being here for this episode. Great. You're welcome. That wraps up the show. Thank you for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Buddies, Tusty and Erica, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. Lash Cast.